Like many of you, we battle depression during life's ups and downs. Music has always been the one thing that we could rely on to get us through the tough times that we all face. Follow us on our journey as we discuss the healing power of music, interview bands, break down genres, review band biographies, and more. This is the When Words Fail Music Speaks Podcast with Blake Mosley and James Cox. And now, the When Words Fail Music Speaks interview. First and many, many more. He has played in some of the world's most famous venues and festivals, such as Alexandria Palace in London, okay, and Delos, Australia. Austin started playing guitar at, at the age of seven in his hometown of Gainesville, Florida. He was 17 when he got the first opportunity to start playing out out professionally and working cover bands. He toured the, in the uh, southeast, playing at the hottest clubs festivals, private parties, and arenas for about six years before moving out west. And we are so honored to have him today. So here is Austin Ingerman. I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, so at the age of seven, you started playing guitar. Man, yeah. Because yeah, I started when I was 16, you know. But uh, Yeah. Well, when I first started, you know, it was it was kind of just the basics, you know. I um, So my dad actually had – he put on some concert on TV, and, and I just remember watching it. I was super drawn to it. And then um, – he actually got me started. He signed me up for lessons uh, shortly after that. And I kind of went through the book, you know, started learning the kind of basics and the very standard, like through the book kind of kind of things. And um, and I didn't take it super seriously. I mean, I, I kept working on things and, and I had a really, you know, I had a passion for it. But just like any other kid growing up, you go through different phases and I was playing sports and different things. And um. So I didn't take it super, super seriously until I was about 17. So yeah. similar to the same age as, as you. But uh, yeah, so I was 17, like you mentioned uh, in my bio. That's when I sort of started playing in bars and um, getting actually getting paid to play. And that's when I kind of realized, okay, I should start taking this more seriously. And it was that's when it really became um, even more of a passion than it already was, and or I guess a career, you know. Uh, well, me, I had it. I don't know if you heard of the thing because it's, it's a Synsonic guitar. It's my yeah. own Sonic. And I've, I haven't seen that thing in years. Um, but, but, like, but like I said, I, I started playing guitar at 16 and it just wore out. You know, I never really took it that seriously. Um, but the first guitar get song that I learned was Iron Man. Just one, one chord, you know? Slip over yeah, over. yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, those were all great. Like Stairway to Heaven. You know the standard definitely i i had the same thing like little wing uh yeah. hendrix that was one of the first ones i learned as yeah. well um yeah those those were all great and super super instrumental in in learning guitar especially because they're exciting to play from yeah. a young age you know yeah. Yeah. And, and 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 i know you've, you've learned this thing it's uh it's smoke on the water 
everybody knows that one. Yeah, that's Lincoln, that's another one. Yeah, no one doubt the, about it. One of the classical ones and one that everybody knows the same with the one thing is, you know. But yeah, but I never took it too seriously. And uh, my 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 uncle Junior, he tried to teach me how to play guitar, but my fingers wouldn't wouldn't conform to the right chords. I was like, right. man, this sucks, <laughs> you, know, you know. But hopefully one day I'll I'll um I'll uh you know return to play guitar and hopefully you know I can start a band. Who knows, you know? Yeah, absolutely, so, man. Uh, so where are you located? Are are you in Florida right now? Yeah, I'm in I'm in the um, Panhandle in Florida. I'm in Pensacola, Pensacola, right. Florida area. Yeah. So, so. Uh, is it cold where you are now? Because it's freezing down here, man. I I can't oh I can't God. stand it. It's especially for us Florida people. We're not used to the cold weather the, yeah. the way it is right now, you know. So yeah, yeah it, it's it's the whole thing, just cold, rainy, nasty right now. So I yeah. guess that's typical for February. Right, you know. But see, I, I I've been to Miami, Florida, and it, and it was hotter than hell right there. So I'm not sure. If, I, I I'm not sure if Miami gets gets cold air or what, but it was super hot. Well, yeah. I'm see. I'm up in Northwest Florida. It gets a little bit colder here than it does like South Florida, like Miami. So like those areas, it definitely doesn't get cold hardly at all. You know. Right. 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 So, uh, so let's talk about cover bands for a minute. I love cover bands. Cover bands are always great because when you when uh, when the uh, if if you can't see your favorite band, you go to a, like a local bar or something and and you hear your favorite song. Uh, mm -hmm. so growing up. Uh, well, we know that you were in a few cover bands, but mm -hmm. growing up, uh, what were your favorite cover bands to go see on the, like a Friday or Saturday night, you know, back when you were, you know? Well, I had several different, there was kind of a lot. So in the, in the scene that I'm, or in the city that I'm from, you know, Pensacola, there's kind of a big cover scene. There's a big sort of bar scene around here because you get sort of all the spring breakers, all the tourists that kind of come down, you know, um, from up north and stuff like that. A lot of people's spring break destinations are are in this area because you have the whole sort of beach scene and all that kind of thing. So honestly, there was tons of bands, you know, and, and um, it was just the thing to do around this area to kind of get yourself out there, make some extra money. And you can honestly make you know somewhat of a living just if you keep yourself really busy and you're playing a lot um so there's a good little there's a good little scene for that down here but uh you know eventually for me i just you know i've always written songs and i i just i always had that passion and and so um from from a creative standpoint i just always you know had to it's you know the covers are great to be able to you know get paid and you know get out there and just play but at the end of the day it's like i i had to do my own thing and write yeah. you know write the songs that i was hearing in my head and, and that kind of thing so right right uh because i was interviewing um i can't remember her name she's gonna kill me but just for la last year she said more people love cover bands than they do actual actual songs starting out mm -hmm. but when you start out but, but when you get going everybody will start seeing you for your songs you know and, right. And that's kind of oh, true, yeah. you know. So, it can be a great way to get your foot in the door. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, speaking of getting your foot in the door, um, at, at, uh, which oh, okay, so so I know that you're in uh, New Year's Day, uh, a, mm -hmm. a a popular band, uh, you know nowadays, and so and I noticed that you came in in twenty twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen. Eighteen. Yeah. Eighteen. Eighteen. So, uh, so 
when when they when they found you, did you were, were you friends with one of the bands, or did you put like did they put out put, put out like a like a Craigslist thing, <laughs> like an audition, uh, you know? Yeah, so I got a I got an email. So I went to I graduated from MI in Hollywood Musicians Institute. So yes. while I was go while I was going to school out there, I got an email because um, you know different auditions and things would come through MI and. I sort of got recommended for the audition. Um, I remember the chair of the guitar department sent me an email, and it just said like established, you know, rock band looking for lead guitar player. They didn't really specify the tour or the band or even who it was, but I just, you know, emailed back with my sort of um, what do you call it? I guess my resume okay, or whatever, yeah, yeah, all my videos, that kind of thing. So, um, you know, they got back to me and said, hey, you know, hey, can you come and and play? They were auditioning a bunch of different people, and and um, you know I just went in and and you know learned the songs the best I could and and did my thing, and then uh, Nikki, our other guitar player, he called me the next day and said, "Hey man, you know, you know we're leaving for you leaving for tour in two weeks. You want the gig?" So yeah, they did, and the rest was history. You're so like, yeah, yes, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah, starting your rock and roll career. Yeah, it was definitely a it was definitely a huge part for sure. So, so I'm sure, uh, you know, everything was new with you, like touring and scheduling, and you get, mm -hmm. you got, you get used to that one, right? Oh, ab absolutely, yeah. That was something where, I mean, I was kind of prepared for it in my head. I had a kind of an idea of what I thought it would be like, and it was pretty close to that, you know. So I was already sort of mentally preparing, but there's definitely things that you sort of um, just get used to this, the routine, the the patterns of just being out on the road, and then. From there, I mean, there was really not a lot of downtime in between tours. I mean, we just kept going and going and going, and before you know it, that that becomes your life, you know, which right. is great. Right. So, um, so I'll go ask you this because you know firsthand. So, is it as all is it as glamorous as the uh, as the TV says it is? You know, when you get to meet new people, go to other venues, and or is it kind of like a like a sluggish thing? Because I know. Cause I've heard many bands saying that that it's all sluggish because you're into you're in the tour bus, like eighteen hours a day, and you know you get up and go to the shows and, you know. Yeah, I guess that that part of it's probably different for everybody in in terms of uh, just how much you love you know doing that kind of stuff. But for me, I actually didn't mind the whole like sleeping in a bunk and everything like that. It's actually I was actually able to sleep pretty well, and and being on being on the road didn't didn't really bother me that much because the thing about it is you're so busy all the time so it kind of it kind of keeps you occupied in a way and then it's also you know for us especially if you're on an opening slot like we were on those hailstorm tours and stuff like that you're only playing 30 minutes out of the day and then aside from that you're hanging out with each other and having fun and you know going out different restaurants different bars doing different things so it's kind of an adventure you know so you kind of you just sort of get used to it but of course you know with that being said there are parts of it that are challenging too you know like right. you had your moments where i remember one i think rock rocklahoma 2019 i think it was like we had to come straight from our last show of the tour that we were on go straight to the airport like no sleep and we had to play the gig the next day with like no sleep you know oh, what i mean so those kind of things happen and it's just it's just one of those like you know you just do it but it's all good though you know i, I wouldn't guess, i guess there's a I, lot of coffee and energy drinks for you all right yeah. 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 Absolutely. Well, I love coffee. Coffee is one of my main, main, main bloodlines. You know. 
Right. Oh, um, going back, to, going back to the audition that you had for on New Year's Day, was it like a relaxed state, or was it like a like were you kind of nervous going in, or like how, uh, how it was, was the atmosphere? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't really too bad actually. It was just kind of focusing on on the song, on what I needed to do, and the songs I needed to play, and um, I was I went in very prepared. I I definitely over prepared. Um, the, in in, but that's good though, you know. Yeah, yeah, because I think that was uh, that was a key part of of keeping you know keeping composure and just being cool because um, I always feel that you know if you over prepare for something the more obviously the more confident you're going to be so right. I tried to eliminate as many as many of the the jitters as possible and just sort of let the songs be second nature and just do my thing you know right. so yeah. uh, so so I guess it will be the same amount of uh, confidence that you would have opening for like a big stadium. Like, like, uh, so, so, what was your, what was your feelings going out and playing for like a big, big crowd or, or like a festival? I mean, were yeah, you it, super nervous or not? It's funny that you asked that because I was leading up to it. I was thinking to myself, like, I wonder what this is gonna feel like, like playing my first like arena or my big first show like that. But really, honestly, like when, once I did it, it was really, it was pretty, it was awesome. But it was, it was kind of normal in a way in terms of like you 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 you're there but you also kind of zone out you're in the music and you're just really you're just up there just having fun you're doing your thing and then all that sort of goes away but it, it's there but it's like you know what i mean you're you're just you're just kind of focused on the music and doing your thing and there was really no like weird uh jitters it was really just uh it was really just fun honestly and i guess you would have you you, you could feel the crowd's vibes or something you know absolutely you know honestly the more the more jittery kind of stuff is the, you know, the super early in the morning acoustic radio kind of things, or like the, you know, the rooms when you're only playing like, uh, you know, for a few people, but there's, you know, there, you can see everybody super, like, honestly, that stuff to me is more nerve wracking than like playing arenas or a right. stadium, yeah. you know? Yeah, because they're looking right at you instead of, you know. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. You, yeah. It seems like for me, I get nervous when like one or two people are looking at me, but not like you know four to six people. You know. Yeah. I don't know why that is, but it's yeah, it's it, so weird. exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. so weird. So, uh, okay, so um, I'm a big fan of wrestling, and I, I and I think you are too because you or your band and you were in uh, WrestleMania at WrestleMania 37 in Tampa, Florida, yep. correct? Correct, and yes. yes, that's a perfect example of something that was just yes. completely surreal. I mean, the 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 production that they had set up there, and just that that whole event was just insane. And I got to be honest, I had not kept up with wrestling a whole lot up to that point, but you know, it was still just. I mean, it definitely made me a huge fan. You know, after just being there, it's like the Super Bowl of of wrestling, basically. Yeah. You know. Yeah, what a, what a crazy event that was and it was a little unfortunate that at the time they did have some covid restrictions and everything in place where they had to do limited capacity and all that so i really wished i could have seen it i mean imagine if that whole stadium was full i mean that would have oh, just yeah. been yeah. even crazier you know but it was it was just absolutely amazing experience yeah because i think half of their stadium was full you know because of covid of course but right. um yeah because um so knowing that I, I, I just want you to elaborate uh, if you could tell us how that came about because I know that the CMOs recorded the uh, the uh, the music uh, for Rhea Ripley 
and that uh, Ash Ash sang over the song. Um, right. Yeah. So, so Ash had that song for for Rhea's entrance, you know, right. brutality. Yeah. And so they had asked, you know, New Year's Day to to um, perform for her entrance, you know, at WrestleMania. And so, of course, everybody agreed to do it. And I'm already in Florida, so that was kind of easy That's for perfect. me to make yeah, sure yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah, so it all really all I know about it was I got a text from uh from Ash and and they were just like, "Hey, you know, you want to perform WrestleMania, you know, at a stadium?" and I was like, "Well, yeah, yeah. of course." <laughs> You're like, "Who, who are you I was you idiot not to do that." Yeah, cuz uh yeah, cuz WrestleMania was one of the, one of the things that I always wanted to go to, but I'll get there one day, you know. So it was it was super fun. Yeah, really? we had a great time. Yeah. I I uh so so was it like a smooth transition between you know, getting in there, getting getting there. You know, going to the stage, playing the concert, and then just move out, or like was it kind of a, like a like a rough patch or something? Uh, uh, at WrestleMania, you mean? Yeah, yeah. It was a little bit of a whirlwind, honestly, because the weather was really bad that day. Right. So I remember it was like raining a lot, and um, they kept pushing back like the sound check and things like that. Like, oh, you're gonna you're gonna come in here because there was other performers that day too it wasn't just us so there was other people that they had to sound check so it was like oh you're gonna sound check at this time oh the weather's bad we can't do it oh, we gotta push it back to this time it was a very much like we were constantly getting updated um about what was going on and then i mean we did like a quick little sound check in this like room this like little backstage room area and uh, we all had our in-ears in and just did like a quick little little thing and then we just went for it you know we got told okay you're up at this time i remember it was pretty late at night it was like she was one of the last of the one of the last ones i think that night um which was awesome so it was a super big moment you know but it was uh it all it was a lot of uh kind of waiting that day but then it sort of also came up pretty quick at the same time so yeah which is weird because i don't think florida has that much has that much rain Oh, Florida! Oh, it rains! It rains all the time here. Honestly, okay. it's okay. we have the well, we have the most. We always call it. We have the most bipolar weather ever. Oh, it's okay. always like, you know, you you can look to your right and it'll be like completely sunny, and then you look to your left and it's like all these clouds. You know, it's Isn't just that's that's, so that's where the weather is here. Yeah, that's so weird. Dude. I don't know how to how the how the weather does that, but it's it's, it's interesting for the for the least part, you know. Yeah, it's just because there's so much, you know, humidity and all that stuff. So, like, the rain, it gets so hot here that, like, right. it's just anytime during the summer, because that was, like, around the spring and summertime, usually every, almost every day, like, during the afternoon, you can almost count on it raining. So, yeah, it sucks. Okay. it well, is I, what it is. I mean, your your, your performance was, was really bad ass, you know, because I, cause I really liked it. I, I, you know, really, I, I really enjoyed her match, too, but uh, I think it's something that, like, like when they, um, when a when a wrestler comes out with music playing behind her or behind them live, it's like an extra oomph to it, you know. Absolutely, so, yeah, yeah so, it's great. Yeah, uh, so Loudwire uh, names um, the album um, your album um, top New Year's Day, the one that you're on, uh, top one of the top fifty best albums of 2019. Uh, so how does that make you feel to have an album on line twenty uh, on the top fifty, as a uh, of all rock albums? Yeah. So honestly, so Unbreakable, Unbreakable. that was yeah Unbreakable that was pretty much done uh, right at the time I was coming into the band. The record was was already finished, so I actually didn't oh, okay. play on that. Album. Oh, okay. Um, 
So, uh, you know, obviously my new band Gunshine, that's that's my sort of thing or whatever. But either way, with that being said, I'm super proud of of, you know, Ash and everybody involved that made, you know, it, it, it definitely is an amazing album. And I had an absolute blast, you know, playing all the tunes on tour. They're super fun to play. Um, and it's a, I think it's a great record. So I'm I'm not, you know, super, su super surprised. I think it came out really good. So. Right. Yeah, well, I mean. I mean, you will be on the next one, correct? I mean, because I'm sure there's a there's another uh, album coming out in the in the uh, very near future. Right, we're working on stuff right now. Nice. So I, that, that, that's always a good thing. Because uh, mm -hmm. um, I I think I uh, talked to um uh Corey from Trivium, and his in Trivium uh they gave him they gave the band six days to record one album. I forget which one. So, wow! Yeah, they, so they're killing it, you know, too. So, um, right. But I can't absolutely. wait to listen to the new one. Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, and uh, do we have any idea when the new album's coming out for the New Year's Day? No idea no? right now. Okay. So okay. it's still very much in the creating stage, you know. So. Right. Right. Uh, okay. So uh, um, let's go to your to your solo project. Mm -hmm. Um. So you have a you have some singles out under your belt. So everything is okay. Musical people, Stampede in 2020, you re release them, and The mm -hmm. Odyssey and Take Me There in 2021. Mm -hmm. uh, so with this with this band that you have, uh, did you hire musicians to play on these songs, or did you play everything? Okay, so these, yeah, my so a lot of that, that's my instrumental project that I do. Okay. So myself and my drummer, James, you know, it's really just me and him on those. Everything is okay was completely separate. That was actually a song that was, uh, I put out during the pandemic. It was just something I was thinking about. It was a song that I did with some friends years ago, like 2014. And I just decided to have it mixed and just put it out. Um, so that song is kind of just a one-off completely separate okay. from the other stuff, right. you know, and then, but the other songs are my instrumental projects. So like Stampede, Odyssey, Take Me There, all that stuff. Um, and I, you know, that, that's more of my kind of technical side where I just really explored, um, just, you know, just kind of through the kitchen sink out, you know, with the songs and just, and just had a good time. Um, that's more of like the lead guitar, just like I said, kitchen sink kind of, um, project where myself and the drummer, we just make things, you know, progressive, technical. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's kind of the deal with that album. Then my new band. Gunshine okay. is more straight ahead rock and roll. That's kind of the band that I've envisioned having for a long time and sort of exactly what it is that I wanted to do. Um, it just took me so long to find the right singer for that kind of a band. Right. And right. so when I finally found that, so I found um, myself and James, we were doing the drummer, we were doing the instrumental stuff. And, and meanwhile, we were looking for a singer for this project that became Gunshine. Um, and it, we just went through a bunch of different singers trying to find the right thing. And we eventually came across, you know, Jordan, uh, our singer, who is in our hometown of Pensacola. So we were driving to all these different places, emailing people across the country, like all this crazy stuff. And meanwhile, the singer that ended up being in the band, it was in our hometown. So, oh, no. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about gun science since, since it's a thing now. Uh, so gun science is, uh, is you on guitar. Uh, Jordan Benson on vocals, James Rentrell, as you mentioned, on drums, and Pat Brown on bass. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, so let's talk about uh, Jordan's um, voice for a minute. Mm -hmm. uh, well, hell, let's talk about the whole band for a minute. 
Okay, so um, where um, you said you and James have have known each other for some time, correct? Correct. Yes. And and so uh, we learned about um Jordan. What uh, did you meet Pat somewhere else down the line, or did he did he did he audition for your band? Uh, so Pat was was kind of he came in at the very end of the record making process. So Chris Collier, our our producer slash engineer, he's the one that actually played the bass on the record. Okay. Um, and he produced the new Corn album. He's doing the new Mick Mars. He did uh, White Snake, uh, PDP, wow. like on and on and on. He's an amazing amazing producer engineer um, that that mixed the record. So he he's played bass on all my instrumental stuff that I that we talked about before, like Odyssey, Stampede. So. He was always kind of like my right hand guy for that. He's sort of like a uh, a fifth member in terms of in terms of that. So we were always, you know, at the time we didn't we didn't have a bass player. So he he's like our guy with that. And then, but the way the way Pat came in was he was he was friends with Jordan. So James and I had known each other for a while. Jordan and Pat had known each other for a while. So when when Jordan came into the project, it was one of those things where he was like, you know, hey man, I know a guy. Um, my, my good buddy Pat you know he and Pat is an amazing musician he plays piano guitar um, and we sort of were in a situation where the bass on the record is honestly sort of we kind of needed like a lead guitar player in a way to play some of the parts there's like tapping and all kinds of stuff like on the bass so um, so with Pat even though he's also a guitar player where he, he was like well screw it man you know I'm just gonna play I'll play bass you know for now and, and if we ever add a, you know if we get a bass player in the future maybe i could play guitar or whatever so he's kind of like sort of helping us out with that right now but um yeah he's he's absolutely amazing yeah because i think the, the the most favorite thing about gunshine that i i think is uh you don't need to be any in any particular mood to, to listen to it you know it's a it's a feel good feel good band with feel good uh, music and it's like certain certain songs you need to be in a specific mood you know, I'm not sure if uh, that sounds correct on on your end, but uh, no, it uh, does, yeah. and um, that's exactly what we were going for. You yeah, know, we're okay. trying to bring back. There's so much dark and depressing stuff out there. You know, with rock yeah. music now, and yeah. and we're trying to bring back the fun, the party, the swag back to rock and roll. You know, we're trying to bring back. That's that's what Gunshine is all about, and that's what we stand for. Is you know, we keep the lyrics real lighthearted, real just, just sort of positive and we, we at the end of the day we just want people to have a good time you know that's what yeah. it's all about yeah that's true and i think you found an excellent uh, singer with uh, jordan uh because not many people can can sing as uh, uh, you know as uh, uh, the, the, uh, the octave that he, like he can um oh man he's he's so talented and honestly we we did a uh we did an acoustic live on-air performance of our new single while said to call yes and uh recently and I'll tell you, I mean, it, he just, he came in at 9 a.m. and just nailed the song, and it's like, not, it's crazy. I mean, not many people, like you said, could could do that, right. so. Yeah, because yeah, the only person reminds me of his voice, or or um, it's um, is, uh, Brian Johnson from ACDC. He's a huge, huge ACDC yeah. fan. Yeah, so. great, because I am too. <laughs> Actually, that was yeah. my first CD ever, ACDC Live at Donington, you know. Awesome. That's my first CD. Uh, speaking of first first CDs, what what was your first CD ever, or 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 vinyl if you collect them? Um, well, my first vinyl that I bought was the Boston, um, the the Boston self titled record. Yeah. You know, I'm a big uh, I'm a big Boston fan, and I just 
I'm super drawn to the songwriting, all the melodies. I'm really a melody guy. That's that honestly excites me more than even playing guitar. If I can, you know, I love songwriting. I love coming up with a good chorus hook and a good melody. And Jordan and I collaborated a lot on the vocals on the record. And and that's honestly, I just love any any good catchy song. And Boston just does so much for me in terms of uh, just you know when you hear something and you just feel it. You know, that's I just man it's just a genius album so that that for me that was my first one and that's nice. still that's one that i still listen to all the time well boston is an excellent band you know I, yeah i really i really uh, like boston too um, yeah absolutely yeah so we do have two of our questions and then we'll we'll, we'll let you go um so what oh no three oh, okay so um i read that uh that that writing and recording for this new album coming out uh was in 2020 and 2021. Did COVID mm-hmm. interfere in that? Is I mean, is that why it took like for like the best of two years, or did you want to want to perfect well, this record? Some of the some of the music was recorded before we knew Jordan. So okay. James and I went went into the studio in between one of my New Year's Day tours. Like I think it was like right before. So like Wall said to call, for example, was the first song that we recorded on the record instrumentally. So we had that that whole um, song pieced out instrumentally. It was tracked. Everything was ready to go even before we met him. That was actually done, I think, January of 2020. So that was before the COVID thing actually happened. Okay. Um, and then I started working with Jordan in April of 2021. So a lot of the things, you know, James and I went into the studio. We did six songs instrumentally before we even knew because that was kind of our plan we were like okay we don't know any singers right now so let's just go in let's record um you know everything that we have instrumentally for this project and then once we get a singer it'll already be tracked and ready to go right and you know that plan it definitely worked um to an extent i mean some things did change once jordan came into it we we kind of realized like oh hey this riff might not fit the project as much or fit his voice as much whatever that kind of thing so out of those six that we recorded, we had we ended up using three of those songs, and then we we wrote more new ones with with Jordan as well that sort of um, worked really well for Gunshine. But yeah, it was um, nothing was really affected by the COVID thing because I actually I'm in my my home studio right now, and I we demo everything here, and then um, we have a, a really good studio in Alabama that we do like the drums and the guitars, and actually you know do the live the tracks there, so. Um, yeah, nothing. Luckily, nothing was really impacted for us at the time. Yeah, and I guess it would help having a having a home studio because you can work on uh, your songs in the downtime that you have. Just, uh, yeah, like I actually did all the lead guitar. Okay. All the so- all the guitar solos were done here. Oh, nice. That's awesome. Through my Marshall, I have a Marshall JCM 800, and I just ran it into a uh, one of those like load box things, like the Rivera um, Rock Crusher, where it kind of like simulates the cab or whatever you know so i still had my my marshall amp sound but i just ran it into that but yeah i did that's you know technology allows you to to do so much with with so little nowadays you know so yeah man i'm a i'm a huge fan of marshall amps you know because hendrix is one of my all-time you know i mean come on you can't get any better than hendrix you know marshall amps absolutely Um, yeah uh so okay so um second question uh um what do you want the fans to take away from from Gunshine as opposed to New Year's Day or your instrumental uh, project? 
Well, I just, uh, I guess I would like people to know that this is 100% me in terms of, you know, exactly what it is that I was trying to put out, where, what I was trying to get to in my, in my career. Um, everything that I've done is, was really just, um, yeah, my, my heart and soul is, is, is definitely the music of, of Gunshine. It's exactly what I stand for, you know, like right. fun, just party, having a good time, rock and roll that just, um, yeah, I just feel like there's, there's not enough of that anymore, but that's just what, what it is that, that we wanted to get out. And again, it just took a long time to get those pieces, um, together, but yeah, that's a hundred percent of, of me and, and what I, what I want to do. So. Yeah, man, just like you said, I mean, it, it sounds very fun, fun songs, and, and everybody needs a little fun in their life, you know, because like you said yeah. before, uh, everybody's hating on people, and depression is, is, is a big thing. I know that for sure, personally, personally. Right. And everybody needs to have some fun in their life, so Gunshine is the perfect band to have fun. Um, Absolutely. So my last question for you is, so this podcast is called When Words Fail, Music Speaks, and that, and that can be further from the truth. Uh, so, is there any song you can think of right now uh, that you can hear or listen to, but you can't tell me or your mom or your sister or your, you know or anybody else how it makes you feel inside? It just means so much to you, you know. Hmm. Wow, that's a tough question. I would have to. I would have to think about yeah. that. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Because uh, for me, it's it's many many songs. Um, one is uh, Talladega. Talladega. From Air Church, right? You know, it's it's a really good song, and it makes me feel like how hell I can't even explain it to you, you know, because because it, it means so much to me hearing it for for like the fifty fourth time or you know hundredth time, you know, yeah. there's really there's really no way how I can how I can uh, explain it how it makes me feel. So, you know, one song I've been really liking lately is that. It's it's going to be very random of a thing, but it's that it's the Thomas Jones song. Um, things can only get better. That's what. It, or no, Howard Howard Jones. Howard Jones. Things okay. can only get better. He's like an '80s new wave um, guy. It's sort of a. You would probably know it if you heard it because I I thought it was Duran Duran at first. Right. Um, but it's not. It's it's Howard Jones. Things can only get better, and I just love. Uh, I just love the chorus melody, and I love. Um, the, the the lyric in the chorus the line that's uh and do you feel scared i do but i won't stop and falter that's such a good yes, line to me that is. That you is. know because like we it's just basically it's it's like vulnerability like we all have our our things but you get back up and you keep going kind of thing so right, yeah and he's and and to, to our listeners he's not talking about howard jones from from a uh, from kill switch or uh <laughs> or or uh, his other band so uh, yeah, no, it's the uh, yeah, yeah, it's the it's, it's the new the wave West guy, West, like, like yeah. the. Uh, yeah. I think he was a UK like a UK artist, you know, back in the eighties. You know, it was like, like I said, very much like Duran Duran kind of kind of right. thing. Right, right. So everybody can contact you on at Gunshine Band on all platforms, correct? Or is there some what, what kind of like? Yeah, like, we're on uh, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, which but we don't get on Twitter too much. But yeah, YouTube. Uh, and of course, all the streaming platforms, Spotify, you know, Apple, iTunes, everything. So, I just, I, I, I just got used to Twitter, but I'm really not understanding TikTok. Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's a whole. It's weird. It's a whole nother, Yeah, it's a whole nother world. That's like the whole, you know, 2022 thing now is is TikTok. So we're all, we're all trying to learn it as well. But 
We also have a website, gunshineband.com. So. Yeah, because that's how we could order order your uh, your guitar picks that have your name, Austin Yeah, Ingerman. yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, we we have picks on there. We've got um, shirts for sale, and uh, we're gonna keep adding to the store as well. So. Awesome. Uh, nice, nice, nice. So, I can't wait to hear the new album. Um, and that's coming out real soon, correct? Real soon, yeah. We're gonna keep putting out some more singles, and uh, we're planning to release the full album in May, sometime yes. sometime around that. Can't wait to get it, man. Can't wait to get it. So, yeah. so thank you very much for coming on the show, and uh, we we are uh, more than happy to have you back anytime you want to come back. Just come back on. Super cool, man. I that was a lot of fun. I really appreciate you having me too. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You take care, okay? Yeah, you All too. Right. All right, man. Have a great one. Bye. All right, see ya. Well, so awesome, uh, nice, nice, nice. So, I can't wait to hear the new album, um, and that's coming out real soon, correct? Real soon, yeah. We're gonna keep putting out some more singles, and uh, we're planning to release the full album in May, sometime, yes. sometime around that. Can't wait to get it, man. Can't wait to get it. So, yeah. so thank you very much for coming on the show, and uh, we we are uh, more than happy to have you back anytime you want to come back. Just come back on. Super cool, man. I, that was a lot of fun. I really appreciate you having me, too. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You take care, okay? Yeah, you All too. Right. All right, man. Have a great one. Bye. All right. See ya.